Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. morning rise and shine you're on with the due time with pastor Steph how are you this morning that's what I like to hear that's what I like to hear for this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it so where were you yesterday Ah, yes, the day was Let's Talk About a Tuesday Church Folk Day. And uh, we talked about that unfortunate shooting at Joel Osteen's church out in Houston. Yes, well, just to get a little recap, uh, a woman in her 30s took her child, five years old, child to uh, the mega church with a trench coat on and a long gun as they kept (laughs) saying in the report and unfortunately uh, she shot into the crowd and hit a 57 year old uh, gentlemen, her child was also sh- uh, shot and unfortunately was left in critical condition. And we read some of the comments from the readers of the article, and for some reason, the uh, there were not many comments. In regards to how sad this uh, occurrence was, uh, no, very or, or very little comments regarding, you know, the uh, sad situation that the church would be in, that people are walking into the church just shooting, or the uh, condition of the child, or you know, the mental instability of the individual that did the shooting. Instead, the attention seemed to be focused on Joel Osteen and how he's taking people's money, how he's taking 
people's money, how, you know, the collection plate just seems to go round and round and round, how he probably didn't care much about the fact that there was a shooting, a lot of comments regarding the church itself. Oh, it was just really, the focus was really off of the main situation. And I found that to be really, really disturbing. And we spoke, you know, the pastors and Shantice and myself, we spoke about, you know, the fact that this was, you know, the uh, focus and nobody really cared much about, you know, the actual occurrence. And then there was a concern of whether this was, uh, it was more important that Palestine was um, on the uh, gun or, you know, it, it was just amazing. It was just amazing to read that it was not a large concern for the actual occurrence. And I don't think I've ever read comments to that degree on anything before. So it, it just really shows you how, you know, little people think of the church now how little people think of pastors and mega church pastors and the prosperity preachers and it's really just amazing how this stuff gets more attention than anything else so you know our our panel gave a word to all of those who felt that way and who feel that way and they did a very very good job relaying you know um, a message giving a level of guidance and we give God thanks for the due time crew who always helps to you know real everyone back in or helps the focus to you know get streamlined into the right area and you know it's 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 a blessing it's a blessing to stand beside you know a group of people who also um you know feel the same level, uh, you know, that this, there's a level of importance here. That it's important that God's people, and that's the world, you know, make it into the kingdom. You know, his word says that he does not want anyone, anyone to perish, but that we would all make it in. That's why he sent his son. That's why it was worth him sacrificing his own son so that he could really 
get to see the purpose of creating humanity. You know, can you imagine him creating humanity and, you know, him not caring about this world and the condition of the world? And a lot of people really question whether God really cares. You know, that that's a big thing for some people. You know, God doesn't care because if he did, it wouldn't be like this. And if, you know, if he did, it wouldn't be like that. And, you know, people really are disenchanted with God. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's up to us who know God. It, it's up to us who trust God to really help humanity. That's why the Bible tells us that our goal, our focus should really be on just making new disciples. That means that we don't have time to get caught up in this world and the things of the world like the average person does. No. Because if we think and act just like them, then what makes us different than them? If we think and act like them, then what does, you know, what does God need us here for? He might as well just close our little eyes and let us sleep until that time comes. So, you know, if you really want to serve God and give God thanks for why he has you here, then we're going to have to get this thing together. Because as we can see, just by yesterday's comments, that this world needs us. This world needs hope. This world needs to refocus. This world needs to begin to trust and believe God. This world needs to really be pointed into a better direction than where they really are. This world needs you. This world needs me. Those of us who live by faith and not by sight, this world needs us. This world needs us. So that's why we're on every morning. That's why we're on every morning. I spoke to someone who will potentially be a guest on the show. And she says, you're on every day, every morning, every day, during the week? And I said, yes. And she said, wow, that's big. That's some kind of commitment. You're committed. And I said to her, I said, I don't have a choice. I have to serve God 
as he calls me. I have to serve God in any way he calls me to serve him. I have to serve God, not according to my standards, according to the way this world needs me, but according to the way the Lord has deemed it for me to serve him. I don't have a choice at this. You know, I'm not a robot. You know, I don't, you know, God doesn't, you know, press a button or, you know, work the strings. I'm not a puppet. But I happily serve the Lord. That's my job. That's my job. I owe it to him. And that's what we, 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 we have to think about it like that. We owe it to God to give him the glory out of our life. Each and every moment of our life. Each and every moment of the day. So, you know, it's a, it's a journey, but it's a journey that's worth it. So. Let's do what we're supposed to do. And let's give God the glory. Okay? All right. Well, today is Wow Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Oh, we made it. We are halfway through the week. And we're going to give God the glory that he decided to include us. All right? All righty. So, come on, come on, come on. Let's get that healthy breakfast. Come on, come on, come on. Let's tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere. Because we will be right back. When Yule expounds and pacifiers, you share bacteria that causes tooth decay in your child's mouth. Go, go, go! This assault is 100% preventable. Brush and floss twice a day to keep the cavities away. Moms, it's up to you. Healthy habits for a healthy smile. Take the time to 
give God the glory. Yes, we are here. We're in the middle of the week. Other people didn't make it, but we did. So we almost, you know, we're almost there. We're almost there. Listen, we, you know, there was this huge prediction of, you know, a storm. So huge of a prediction that they shut the city down yesterday, closed all the schools and, you know, encouraged you to stay home and man we didn't get any snow pretty much you know and uh, thank God thank God thank God you know whatever he decides to do is what he decides to do and uh, you know a whole lot of people got the day off with pay hey <laughs> ah, I know you're glad about that I know you're glad about that and I celebrate for you I celebrate for you. Wow. You know what time it is on a Wednesday morning. Let's say good morning to our girlfriend, Vivian. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Happy Wow Wednesday. How are you, Pastor? I am well. Thank you, Vivian. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. That's good, that's good, that's good. Well, you know my question. What you got for us today? All right, today on Socially Conscious, we are starting off with some school news. As it was reported here recently that New York City schools were saying goodbye to snow days and instead opting to go virtual on those snowy days. And yesterday was one of those days. And unfortunately, reports say New York City Public Schools failed the city's test of snow days remote learning after experiencing technical technical difficulties throughout the day yesterday. Chancellor David Banks said um, it was a challenging morning at the New York City Public Schools learned Parents and students were having issues logging on to remote learning systems. He said the schools were expecting nearly a million students to log on to the system, which relies on the technology company IBM to authenticate usernames. And to put it plainly, he says that IBM was not ready for prime time. They say it took all morning, and it wasn't up until noon and sometime after that where they were able to get about 850,000 students out of the 1 million that they were expecting. They were able to get that amount of people online and get teachers um, access to remote learning platform. They say that going forward, they're still working on this issue. They want to continue on with the plan of no snow days and going remote in those times. Um, So we will see how that goes. I'm sure that the students were not mad, but, yeah, as of yesterday, their plans for a no snow day, remote learning day instead failed. Next, we are out in the colleges as Cornell University temporarily suspended multiple fraternities 
as the university investigates allegations of hazing. Cornell said in an email, quote, Cornell University does not tolerate hazing of of any form, especially if it interrupts anyone's mental and physical health. The suspension means that fraternities are required to pause all activities while on temporary suspension. Reports say the university implemented plans to strengthen its oversight of fraternities and sororities in 2018, a commitment that was done when Antonio Tislias, a Cornell freshman, was found dead in a gorge in 2019 after attending a party at a fraternity he was attempting to join. Cornell officials later found the fraternity guilty of hazing, but no legal charges were ultimately brought forward that related to this young man's death. The family brought a lawsuit against the university and they were able to reach a settlement in 2020. Uh, They say Cornell students were able to report that they are able to report hazing incidents through the Office of Student Conduct and Community Standards and have the option to report hazing anonymously. So this is what they're doing in regards to hazing these days. Next, we have the craziest story I've ever heard. A mother out in Kansas City, Missouri, has been arrested and charged in the death of her one-month-old daughter after allegedly mistakenly placing the baby in an oven instead of her crib. Maria Thomas, 26, has been charged with a Class A felony, first degree endangering the welfare of a child and the death of her baby. They say police officers were dispatched to a residence in the Mahimian Park neighborhood of Kansas City at around 1.30 p.m. on Friday, responding to a call about a non-breathing infant. According to court documents filed on Saturday upon arrival, officers observed the infant victim had apparent burn wounds. According to the the court documents, they're saying that the mom says she thought she put the baby in her crib, but accidentally put her in the oven. Thomas allegedly told the infant's grandfather this, and he was the one who called police and gave a statement. Um, And if convicted, this 26-year-old mom could face anywhere from 10 years to life in prison. Mm. And today, in honor of Black History Month, we honor James McCoon Smith. James McCoon Smith was born in 1813 in New York City. James McCoon Smith was the first African-American person to earn a medical degree. He also started the nation's first pharmacy under Black ownership and was the first African-American to have their work published in a peer-reviewed medical journal. He ran a medical practice and pharmacy in New York City treating both white and black patients and served as 
chief physician at the New York City Colored Orphan Asylum. McCoon Smith was an abolitionist, educator, and a physician. His work sharply challenged racist views about the ability of African Americans to transition into free society. And he refuted arguments that slaves were better off than free African Americans or white urban laborers. His work sharply challenged racist views about the ability of African Americans. And he, along with um, Frederick Douglass, Garrett Smith, John Brown, and other intellectual pioneers of of this time, were instrumental in making the elimination of slavery possible. So today, again, we are honoring Dr. James McCoon Smith. This has been Vivian with Socially Conscious, giving you the news that we are following. And remember, if you have any wild stories that you would like to submit, and for the rest of February, we will be focusing on black history. So if you have any black history facts that you would like to submit, please feel free to direct message me on Facebook. My username there is Vivian BN. And come back every Wednesday to find out if your story has been chosen. Thank you, as always, to our loyal listeners, and thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you. Ah. Well, you're going to hang out with us today. We're excited to have you with us, as always. Our elder Natisha is traveling so she will not be with us today. So let's uh, get this party started. Let's get this conversation going. So hmm, we're going to start with you, Lady Tamika, as we talk about this uh, snow day business. So let's say good morning to our Lady Tamika. Good morning, Lady Tamika. Good morning. Happy Wow Wednesday to you, to our ladies, and, of course, to our listeners. How are you today? I am well. Thank you. I am well. How are you? I am well as well. Good, good, good. Well... What do you think about the fact that, you know, I, I remember Vivian bringing this up, you know, where the New York City school system had opted since, you know, they have this virtual learning in place, that there would be no more school days. And, uh, you know, let's have, you, have your thoughts shifted from, you know, the stance you took before, whether, you know, it's uh a good thing or, you know, well, you don't have, you know, not so great. And what do you think about the fact that, unfortunately, yesterday, the first, you know, first shot at this, this school year, it didn't go so well? Well, I, I because I'm married to someone who's in the school system, of course, I view it in a different way. You know, um, yesterday... Um, because um, Al was at home, he literally had to sign on early and 
when I tell you it was total chaos. Seeing it for firsthand is an entirely different thing. You know, the staff was was misplaced. You know, there were text messages going, where do I go? How do I get there? You know, emails going back and forth. No, you're in the wrong place. This is what, you know, and then um, as I walked across his computer from time to time, you find a misplaced child. Where am I supposed to be? You know, and depend. You know, this is something entirely new for a student. You know, you're talking about a child. You know, who may or may not have their guardian nearby. You're not sure. You know, parents sometimes are doing their own thing. You know, if you've got a parent who's working from home and a child who's now home, you know, how much is how much is the parent focusing? You know, um, the 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 sad part about that is you would think that after the pandemic and, and what had happened, that at this point now we've got it together. However, unfortunately, it's just as bad or in some portions even worse than it was during the pandemic. I think we might have lost Pastor Steph temporarily. Um, oh, I'm I'm sorry. But, um, for some reason, I was, oh, okay. <laughs> I was talking. Thank you. For some reason, I was talking to the mute button. Um, sorry about that. Somehow I hit the mute button. Um, I was saying, you know, I can only imagine what it must have sounded like in the background, you know, with uh, all the chatter going on, you know. Uh, it, can get a little chaotic, um, unfortunately, when stuff like that goes on. Let's say good morning to our girl, Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Pastor Steph? How are you, Lady I am well, thank you. I am well. Ah, so... You know, what are your thoughts on, you know, no more snow days and, you know, the first day at this, you know, uh, as the chancellor said, IBM couldn't handle it. Good for them because I'm not in school anymore and I was mad. Why do you expect these people to be on if it's a snow day? That means a chill out day, a relaxed day, a day off. No, I understand no one has to leave their home, but you still have to get up at a certain time and you still have to be attentive, especially as the educator. No, I was annoyed. I called my niece yesterday, and and I'm forgetting all about this remote learning thing. I called her about 4 in the afternoon. I was like, hey, you know, what did you do today? And she was like, I went to school. I was like, how you went to school and the schools are closed? She said, no, virtually. And I just got mad. And she was fine. She, she said at the end of the day, we did a scavenger hunt. They they did a virtual scavenger hunt. I don't know how that went. But, yeah, no, I, I think it's the pandemic that messed up everybody's mind. You know, that was mandatory because it wasn't just no one or two days off from school. That was an extensive amount of time. But it needs to stay that where when you can't get to school because of the weather, just leave everybody alone. Because now look at this. Everyone is pretty much just getting back into the groove of in-person learning. You really thought that this was going to go smooth yesterday? And I can guarantee you a big part of it was because half of them didn't want to be on. 
So there, there mm-hmm. goes that. Because once your mindset is a certain way and your energy is a certain way, that's gonna dictate, you know, how you, you know, how you move. No, they, they just need to stop. Cut it out. Get rid of that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, I know you're happy that uh, that wasn't in existence when you were in school. Oh, Vivian. <laughs> you know, what do you think about, you know, the fact that there's no more school uh, snow days and, you know, now they're forcing the kids to get up and, you know, get uh, get to the books? Um, my, 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 my stance, I still take my stance that they need to go sit out somewhere because I was with my nephew during the pandemic and having to help him with his virtual learning. And it was annoying for uh, a guardian to, you know, try to do what we have to do because I was still teaching virtually at that time. So having to do what I have to do and then still try to help him and make sure he's paying attention. So I can only imagine what it was like for the teachers. And now you're trying to continue this on a snow day. Even if I could get on, I'm going to pretend like I had technical difficulties. Oops. Like, (laughs) I ain't trying to be on this right now. These kids don't want to be imputed. They ain't paying attention. They want to go outside and play in the snow. Parents is not, you know, able to do what they need to do to make sure the kids are paying attention and they're alert. Like, it's just, what is the point? It's just one day. Let these kids enjoy their day. Let these teachers enjoy their day off. And especially now that you see that, it didn't go well, maybe you need to rethink this. Because if it's snowing bad, if it's a bad storm, and yesterday wasn't even that bad, most times the Internet is going to be acting up. So are you really even going to get a virtual school day out of it anyway? Most likely not. So I think they should just let this idea go and let these kids and these teachers enjoy their snow day. Okay, okay, okay. Um... My 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 thought is this, you know, teachers have children too. So I can't even imagine what it must be like trying to double as a parent and a teacher. You know, you you're trying to man your class and yet you're trying to make sure that your child is, you know, at their computer doing what they're supposed to do. So I, I can't imagine what that must be like. You know, um, everybody's not going to, you know, uh, do the same behind a screen. You know, now these kids have got to sit and focus on, you know, the screen and, you know, the teacher and, and so forth and so on. My My thing is, how many snow days do you really get in a year? You know, so would it really kill you to allow the kids to just have the day off um, and just, you know, leave them alone? I I just don't think that there's so many days that we experience a snow day that they're going to be missing. It's not like years ago. Years ago, we used to have snowstorms now. These kids know nothing about a real snowstorm. I mean, we used to get snowstorms and school was closed for almost a week, you know, because it was so, so bad outside. 
these days, it's like, you see what happened yesterday? It was like almost nothing. So, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. think they, they would really lose, the children really would lose much if, you know, you just let them be. You let them be and, you know, give the teachers a day off. I think they can, you know, uh, they can do with an additional day off and, you know, have a good old time just kind of chilling at home. Mm. Well, Cornell University, you know, I guess after they experienced one of their students um, coming up, you know, lifeless after attending a frat party and really having to face, you know, what goes on with this hazing business, they've decided to temporarily cancel this fraternity and and stuff and you know what what do you think about this Shanti do you think that was it would just be like you know what just zone in on who who the culprits are or just cancel all the fraternity activity I think they should uh, I think they should cancel it it's almost like the concept of like break everything down and reinvent something else because again we have to really learn and understand what it is that we're participating in what it is that we're promoting and when you learn the true origin of fraternities and sororities there's no getting away from that there's no getting away from the hazing and the this and the that because that's the foundation of the fraternities and the sororities, so zoning in on it, it's like, okay, I'm just zoning in on, you know, it's like, okay, so now I'm just exposing the truth. Okay, so now what? Now that you've pointed everyone out and everything is still going, what do you do then? It needs to be where everything is eliminated and show why everything is eliminated and now show what should be put into effect because there's been many fraternities and sororities are said I can't even say especially fraternities. There's just the ones that's public, you know, in the public a lot more. But there's been a whole lot of this going on where people have been hurt. There have been so many fatalities because this is what it's based on. And it's hard for them as a fraternity and a sorority to walk away from the foundation of it. Otherwise you're not considered a fraternity or sorority. So all of them need to be shut down. Okay, okay. Shut down and revamp. Ah, Vivian, you know, what's your thought? Do you think they need to just shut it all down or focus on the fraternity, fraternities that are guilty of this hazing? I think they need to shut it all down, especially after watching, I forget the name of that movie that we just saw. Burning Sands. Burning Sands. Yes. Especially after witnessing that uh, inside look of what goes on in these fraternities, a little suspension is not going to do enough to stop them. All that is is we can't officially do anything, but they can still do things underneath the table, so to speak. And I'm sure they're still, you know, continuing on with that hazing process, even though they they're under suspension. So it's nice that you put some things in place to kind of give the the pledgers a voice 
on option to, you know, do something about it. But if you're not putting an end to what's going on behind closed doors, then it's going to continue. A suspension is just not enough punishment, in my opinion. Okay, they, You've okay. had people face a lot worse than a suspension, and it still continues on. So I think they just need to shut this whole thing down because they're not stopping. Mm, okay, okay. Tamika, what's your thought? Oh, I, I have brought up um, in the past um, my college. They, um, the, one of the graduating um, fraternities, um, when they went over, three of them uh, came down on crutches. You know, and I remember, wow. you know, a lot of other things that happened on my campus, you know, and the sad part about it, and now, you know, it's true to fact, nothing really happens until somebody dies. So mm-hmm. if you're injured, it's okay, you know, and I remember asking two of the three, what happened to your leg? Oh, you know, I, I fell, no, 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 coincidentally, all three of you went over with broken legs? No. You know, and so that's not a coincidence. All three of you, mm, no. You know, and there were things, of course, that we knew, but, you know, it's kind of like don't don't ask, don't tell. You know, and so I've often said a long time ago that they needed to be shut down and revamped because, you know, it, there's too many different dangers, too many, too many people getting hurt, you know, um, and the sad part about it is, unfortunately, it's okay until somebody dies. You know, and, and we're seeing evidence of that now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we, uh, when I went to school, when I went away to school, I remember um, I didn't really know much about sororities and fraternities and things like that. And I remember a brand-new chapter was being introduced to that campus. And one of... Uh, the the young ladies who I had become friendly with, uh, she joined that brand new chapter, and they couldn't talk to anybody for the whole the whole year. They couldn't talk to anybody, mm-hmm. but the girls in you know who were online, um, mm-hmm. and God only knows what else, because you couldn't talk. Were not supposed to talk. Um, I remember some of the guys walking around. They had to carry bricks when they walked around, and God only knows what else. You know, they had to to do, um, like Vivian mentioned, Saturday night we watched Burning Sands. For those of you who have Netflix, it's a Netflix original, Burning Sands, and it's about a black fraternity and the treatment of the line brothers and what they um you know what they experienced let's put it like that it is unbelievable to see and know some of the stuff that goes on and this is the white fraternities and sororities, the black fraternities and sororities, it doesn't matter. Uh, a couple of years ago, they had, um, I, I don't know what 
um, what do you call it, what fraternity they had, but they marched how many of these young men out um, from court um, in handcuffs, in their suits and everything. They were in jail and they had to go back and forth to court because of one of the uh, guys dying, um, you know, and I don't know if it was Cornell. I, I can't remember if it was Cornell or not. But it, it this, this, and it wasn't the only time. But I remember it, it had it had finally gotten so bad that they actually were trying to hold, you know, some of the upperclassmen, you know, or you know the the guys who were kind of running the or in charge of the fraternity. It was white. They were all, you know. These people got money, and you know they, they, they all. So it doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on. You're guilty of this hazing, and and to think that you would treat other people like this, you would allow these things to go on, is unbelievable. And I agree with the ladies. It needs to be officially shut down and revamped. Someone from that outside needs to go in because one of the things we saw was you know one of the the, the young men tried to talk to um someone who had mm-hmm. referred him he who he this 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 uh this uh individual had referred him to the fraternity and he was of no help because the the mindset you know and you have to see it. You have to. And it's it's very difficult to sit through. So let me let you know, it's not going to be no cakewalk to sit through. But it really needs to be torn apart. You know, and, and, and if you happen to be one of the innocent ones, then oh well, oh well. You know what? You should be grateful that it's being broken down for the sake of the of the ones who are actually joining these fraternities and sororities where they are mistreated. So, you know, for the sake of other of, of humanity, yeah, you know what goes on in, in your fellow, you know, sorority and fraternity, you know, uh, uh things so listen sit down be quiet and you'll be all right because it'll it'll go back to you know the way it used to be i'm sure when it first started i'm sure it didn't start with all of this nonsense so you know i i'm for one am happy to hear that uh you know they have temporarily shut them down well let's let's hope that they do something in this temporary shutdown opposed to just shutting them down and just hoping that you know the shutdown does its job because they they really have to do something during this shutdown. Ah, huh. well, the wow story of this morning is quite a wow story, where you have this 26 year old Kansas City, Missouri mom, who claims that she thought she put the baby inside of her crib but in actuality put the baby in the oven and uh she's facing possibly 20 some odd years to life if found guilty you know is this what how what how do you think this could or what they're going to try to put this on Let, let's put it like that vivian um i mean seeing that she's on our side of the fence they're probably going to you know throw the book at her, 
Um, I would think if it was, you know, maybe on another side of the fence, they would probably say mental illness. But, um, yeah, I don't think she has that privilege, so to speak, because she is on our side of the fence. So I think they're they're gonna they're gonna take her out. Wow, 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 <laughs> wow. Ah, oh, Tamika, Lady Tamika, what are you thinking here? This is a big mistake, quote unquote. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what kind of oven she has. And I'm not trying to be funny. You know, when anybody that I know that has an <laughs> oven, you open it up this way. And you push your items in forward. Every crib that I know, you put over and then put the baby in. You know, I, I'm I'm just I can't visualize how you got that mixed up. Like, what kind of stress could you be under that you didn't see that? You know, um, and again, because it's us. Every new rule, they'll even come up with new stuff that we never heard before. To throw at her. She, you know, in, in an instance like this, I don't visualize her ever getting out. Mm, okay. Shanti's, what's your thought? <sighs> Either you lying or that was some serious weed and or liquor. You consume. That has you put your baby in the oven and you make to put your baby in the crib. Either way, just you saying that, they're going to get her just for that. Just because you say, I thought I was putting the baby in the bed, but I put the baby in the oven. That alone going to get her. Because that, that's just, that, that's sick. And unfortunately, these babies, these children who have no control and they are just subject to whatever we as adults are doing with and for them and to them. They're the ones suffering. Whether she gets life, whether they give her slap on the wrist, whether the, the baby is still, what, did the baby die? Oh, let me hear that part. Yeah. Yeah. The baby's still dead. The baby's still lost his or her life. Either way. So I, I say just with that excuse alone, they're going to fry her. Because I know I would. If I was the powers that be, I was a prosecu- prosecutor or judge, and I heard that reason alone, it will be, okay, that's it. No need for no trial. Just get, mm-mm. Because what were you doing? That cute story, that's not even in the same part of the house. So you keep the crib in the in the kitchen? That's, no. I, I'm a lady, Tamika. It's like, it has me analyzing everything. What kind of stove do you have? Did you turn the oven on? Was the oven already hot? No. They, mm-mm. And unfortunately, okay. she's going to be another one of those examples that the judge is going to feel like has to be set for the other careless parents. I agree with Shanti's. Um, <laughs> just because you said that, uh-uh. you're going away. I wouldn't necessarily put mm-hmm. her in, in, you know. I really wish they had a true place and I haven't heard of it yet maybe they do I just haven't heard of it Uh, a a real place where it's split with some mental um, treatment and and a prison system you know because we know when they put people in prison they really don't 
cater to the the true mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Um, I I honestly believe, my heart believes she's lying. I'm looking at the fact that the baby was one month old. What have you been doing for one month? When you brought the baby home, mm-hmm. what how how many times did did you mistake? The oven for a crib. As Lady Tamika said and Shantish reiterated, you know, you have this uh you know, this this process. The 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 um they said that they found the baby burned. All right, so that means you mm. turned the oven on. So mm. I'm sorry. I'm not believing mm. you went and turned the oven on, pulled the rack out put the baby in, slid the rack back, and thought you were really putting it in in a, in a crib. You go into a mental mm. facility just for saying it, just mm-hmm. for saying it. Whether you really thought it or not, you just for saying that, just because you were just stupid enough that you couldn't even think of another lie, just go ahead and say, <laughs> I didn't want the baby and I burned the baby. I did. Just, Just stop. Stop, 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 stop. There's no way in the world unless you were just that psycho. Now, here's my other thought. If you are that psycho, how you even manage to stay in a relationship long enough to have sex and have a baby? See, see, all those things now come to my mind. You mean to tell me that dad was the one who called the authority, but you so psycho, nobody, you never did anything prior to this that indicated that you were that psycho that they didn't call and put you in a in a facility earlier in life? Really? I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. And just because you either even uttered the words to think we would we would believe that. No. Because you want us to have now this this here I when I looked it saw so I was like, no, one month, nah, nah. Something wrong. For a whole this month you had this baby. This goes Uh-oh. back to a conversation we had before because how many times have we heard you know, a family member do something crazy or kill somebody, and then everybody in the family comes back and say, well, you know, when they were younger, they had this yeah. mental illness, and they yep. did this, and they did that, yep. and they didn't do anything, and now somebody's dead. And it was right. her father, not the baby's father. It was her right. father who was right. in the home. So they could have right. possibly known what was going on with her, but just didn't do enough. To get her some help, and now this one-month-old baby girl is gone. And and that's what made me say, she been acting like this is her father. She been acting like this all her life, and now it she just all suddenly got so bad she put the baby in the oven. No, there had to be signs that something was wrong earlier. When she had this baby, when she got pregnant, before before she got into a relationship, when she was going to school, when she was going to work, something had to be indicate, you know, indicating that she had a real mental illness. So you're not gonna tell me that if this was going on all along, y'all didn't see nothing. So you're partly to blame for the baby being dead. 
That's why I said, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. You're not going to make me believe that, you know, if if this this is her, just her first time, if she this bad, this is her first time stepping out and doing something this drastic. There was something else that has happened over the years that, you know, made 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 her uh, or indicated that she was like this, and y'all should have been watching that baby all along. Because if she's been this bad, it would have already indicated that, that she wouldn't be safe with a baby. A baby wouldn't be safe in her care. So, no, 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 no. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. You know, oh, there's a war on our children. There's a spiritual war on our children. <laughs> it, it is just really, this is real, 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 real. And if we don't watch this stuff, you know, our, our poor little babies, they're they not going to make it. Less and fewer and fewer of them are going to make it. Oh. Well, we salute Dr. James McComb Smith for being uh, the first um, African-American to earn a medical degree as well as his other accolades. Thank you, Vivian, for shining the light on him. We've got some minutes um, to kind of do a little bit more of a shine the light on our individuals who have made a difference, you know, that we may not know anything about. And by now, I'm sure we've heard that the traffic light, that three-light traffic light, uh, was invented by Garrett Morgan. And the fact mm-hmm. that Garrett Morgan had only an elementary school education and was the son mm. of a formerly enslaved man really, 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 um, you know, shines light on how great God is because, you know, this is one of the reasons why, you know, the Bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made because, you know, it, there's, there's this push, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, so please don't misunderstand me, but there's this push of, you know, you got to go to college in order to get a degree, in order to make a difference, and here is one indication that it didn't take that. It didn't take that. Where would we be without our traffic light? We were just talking the other day about the fact that in our neighborhood, more and more of these traffic lights, these three-light traffic lights are going up because this is the only way to tame the dumb drivers. So to think that that came from a an African-American man who they don't think much of us anyway, who had only an elementary school education, is Amazing is amazing is amazing. Ah, Maya Angelou. Well, <clears throat> we really know her for being the author, the great poet, and you know things of that nature. Well, I didn't know that they say she was the first black female cable car conductor. In San Francisco. <sighs> well, initially they refused to give her an application. I mean, this is how bad it was and still is, you know. But, you know, thank God for her perseverance. Well, she, mm-hmm. as they say, were not, was not deterred. 
and she sat outside the office every day for two weeks until they finally allowed her to apply for the job. Now, what does that say for our, our, our people today? And I don't mean just African-American people. I'm just talking about people in general. You know, wait, wait, there ain't nobody trying to do all that these days. You tell them no, they get mad, walk off, and they never address this again. But when you think about the fact that she ended up being, you know, quite an author, um, you know, and, and the brains she had, you know, where she could have initially just went that route to begin with, but amazingly she actually, you know, started there. And thank God that she pushed forward and uh, really made the difference and really showed that she could be a whole lot more than, you know, just a conductor. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. I came across some other things that they are um, putting out there that were some great achievements. They bring up the fact that, you know, rap, uh, great rap music uh, was started in Americans. Yeah, this, well, they, they, you know, rap was going on a whole lot earlier before Sugar Hill Gang, uh, you know, they released Rapper's Delight. And, you know, we know how successful that was. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for that, then other people would not have been, you know, inclined to push forward to put their music and their raps on wax, as they call it. You know, that's an old school term. What else? Mm-mm-mm. I want to see something that, uh, you know, something we may not know. Mm-mm-mm. You know, there's a whole lot of stuff that we've heard of over the years. But um, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there for now. I just marvel at the fact that they are still trying to suppress um, the African-American brown people. And, you know, just keep pushing forward. Just keep pushing forward. You don't know what God will do with you. You really don't have any idea as to what God will do with you. All right? All right. Well. I don't know if you remember, if you are a true due time listener, you know, we talked about Lent last year and this bogus business of Lent. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, um, today is Ash Wednesday, which starts this Lent season. And it's from now until Easter Sunday where, you know, Jesus spent, you know, they're commemorating the 40 days that Jesus was in the wilderness and he fasted. And because he fasted, you know, now people, 
feel that, you know, we need to pattern ourselves behind that, but we should give up something that means a lot to us. And, you know, we spoke about this last year. And, you know, before I go into um, the topic and speaking on uh, some of the stuff that, you know, I wanted to bring forward, let's talk about, you know, the thought of this Lent season and, you know, how you feel about it. Let's start with you, Shantice. Uh, I've had plenty of conversations with people younger than me, actually, um, in regards to why they celebrate celebrate Lent. I'm sorry. And you would be amazed at the different answers that you get. And what was crazy was we were all in a circle. So it wasn't even like I asked someone at 2 o'clock and I left them. I asked someone else at 2.30 then I left them and asked someone else at 2.32. No, we were all at work talking and all of the different answers, not only the different answers as to why they celebrated, but the different things that each one decided to give up. And they just had me confused. And I'm like, I'm happy I'm not asking because I want to get into this because y'all would have just turned me off. It makes no sense to now if I feel like, you know, okay, I, I can give up my phone for a week or whatever the duration is then that's what I'm going to do. But don't ask me to give up sex now. I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. But I can leave this phone alone. And it's like, how, how does this work? I thought that anything that we decide to do, any I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I thought that anything we're supposed to do in God, that God has sanctioned, is there supposed to be a high level of unification going on. And this is one of the ways that we realize that a lot of this stuff is traditional. When you realize everybody's doing what they want to do, and they making up their own rules as they go, you just ain't got nothing to do with this. But I, I think it's just a complete waste of time, and it just shows how people don't read and research for themselves, that this is just something that I'm doing to follow along with what I was raised to do, or now that I'm older and I see other people doing it, and I was convinced somehow that this works, and this is supposed to help me become a better person for 40 days, and then after the 40 days I can go right back to being who I was prior to the 40 days, then that's what, this is what I'm going to follow. All righty, all righty. Oh, Vivian, what's your take on this, Lynn? Uh, the latter part of what John T. said is what stuck out to me out to me when it comes to this Lent business because anybody that I've ever heard who observes, I guess, or participates in Lent, I've never heard anyone say anything along the lines of I'm giving up X, Y, and Z because God said or God led me to or anything like that. It's always what they want. It's always what they feel like they need to be doing. It's always what they want, what they can successfully give up for whatever amount of time it is, and it's not going to interrupt their their life too much. Like I, I just don't understand the point of it, and then especially to give it up for whatever forty days or whatever it is, and then go right back to it. If you're giving it up, it's because it's something you need to give up. Period. Not for forty days. So I never understood the purpose of it either. It just it doesn't make sense. You know, that's that's always been my issue as well. You know, 
Jesus, you're patterning yourself supposedly behind Jesus. And, you know, he was in the wilderness. He fasted for 40 days. And, you know, your your thought of sacrifice means what? It's displayed how. Just like Vivian just said, my thought was the same thing. I'm like, well, if you gave up something, why would you give up something that you're just going to pick back up? Um, it, it, what, what's the point of even going through this process, you know, to end up just kind of going back to what you were doing before? You know, I'm, I'm looking at this article and it says Christians are supposed to focus on their relationship with God during Lent, growing as disciples and extending themselves. This might mean giving up something that might be a stumbling block for us or perhaps adopting a new practice, thereby giving ourselves to others. Well, first of all, this whole thing with uh, focusing on your relationship with God, everybody named Mama do Lent. Whether you go to church, whether you have a relationship with the Lord, this is just Lent. Lent is Lent. And, and, and people who don't even pay attention to God, who does, I mean, so this is contrary to even what, you know, their design is. That your own people are not even following what they're supposed to be following. So what would be the point of picking back? you know, back up this stuff, whether it's coffee or, you know, I've, I've heard some things, you know, people, I'm giving up meat, um, you know, or I don't eat meat on Fridays. And I, it's like all of it is so shallow. And, and I'm like, well, you know what? I don't think, you know, this means anything. It, it just It's just a practice just to say you're doing something. And it kind of, you know, it takes us to that, you know, thing of, you know, well, what's the point? And should we be doing this anyway? So I looked at some of the stuff that they had listed as to what they felt you should be doing and giving up during this 40-day period. And one of the things they say is you should be eliminating toxins from your body during Lent. So their their thought is, okay, do something permanent. You know, make it matter. You know, make it make sense, make it count, make it matter. So what's your thought, um, Vivian, on eliminating toxins from your body? And and that could be anything, toxic or or a toxin. Um, again, I'd say... Am I unmuted? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, we hear you. Again, I, okay. again, I say if that's something that you're going to eliminate, whatever toxins, let's say it's alcohol, if you're getting rid of alcohol for 40 days, isn't that something that you should not re-enter into your body after the 40 days? I feel like it would do more damage once you re-enter. So you've cleansed your body of whatever toxins you decide to get rid of. And then once you start, once the let period is over, you go right back to it, probably worse than what you were doing before Lent because you've been without it for 40 days, so you're doing more damage than good once 
the lit period is over. So it, it, if you're going to get rid of it, just get rid of it. It's a great idea, and of course we need that, get rid of the toxins, but then don't go back. All righty. Shantice, what say you? These, these toxins, these toxins. You know what I say? Listen, if you're going to give up something, give up the toxins that you put in your body. Well, again, well, first, I just want to start with saying, I don't remember reading that we're supposed to be doing this in the Bible. But anyway, not anyway, but to address this directly, I agree 100% with Vivian. And again, this is all subjective because no one is going to God and saying, God, point out the toxins to me. Because we don't ever think that the toxins we're putting in our body is really toxic because we enjoy it. So if I consider TV as my toxin for the 40 days, then that's what I'm going to choose. You can't decide, and this is another problem with this Lent thing, you can't decide what you should be doing. When Jesus went up, from what I read in the Bible, when Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be out there for the 40 days he didn't have a choice as to what he did without. He did without everything. He didn't say, well, I could do without the bread, but let me take this wine. He didn't say, I could do without the wine, but let me take this or whatever they did back in those biblical times for leisure. He went out there naked, bare, and he was Jesus. Okay, so the first problem is stop. you stop determining what your toxin is. Let God tell you what you are contributing to your life, what you're ingesting, what you're putting on, what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're speaking, that he considers to be a toxin in your life. And then that's what you aim to stay away from. And like Vivian said, not for a 40-day period, but forever and ever. Amen. Because what she said is a huge point. When you go without something, that you do, whether it's alcohol, whether it's weed, whether it's sex, whether it's cursing, whatever, when you have it in your mind that I'm only going to do this, do without this for a certain period of time, and then you go back to it, it, it goes back to the verse where Jesus said, when you have that evil spirit in you and that evil spirit departs from you and it goes somewhere else and it, finds, it tries to find another home to dwell in, meaning another body to dwell in, and it can't. It returns back to you, and it finds your house, meaning your body, clean and swept up. And it returns. It's not only returning by itself. It's bringing seven other spirits more wicked than itself. So if you think you ain't going to be on some serious binging, when you go back to that, you're mistaken. And that's exactly why you need to ask God to point out to you what you really need to eliminate for your life, from your life for good. Okay. Ooh, ladies, you giving it up this morning. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. They say that we should stop complaining for Lent. <laughs> oh, stop complaining for Lent. Vivian. Stop complaining, period. Again, a good, a good um, focus, a good focus for anybody 
you know, we did our word fast in our group, and that was one of them. So it is something that we need to get rid of, get rid of, period, because if you think about what we're complaining about, nine times out of ten, or probably ten times out of ten, it's something you ask for. You go to God praying for the job, now you're complaining about the job you prayed for. You go to God praying for a husband, now you're complaining about the husband that you that you prayed for. So nine times out of ten, you're complaining about something that you asked for, you put yourself in. And it's kind of, not even kind of, it's very ungrateful for you to be complaining about something that you prayed for. So, you know, tighten up them bootstraps and do what you need to do to make it, make whatever that you're complaining about better. Because if you're complaining just to complain but not doing anything to better your situation, then what's the point? So, again, a very good focus, but something we don't need to give up for 40 days. Something we need to give up for good. Mm-mm. All right. Shantice, they said we should give up complaining for Lent. Well, why are you complaining about something you ain't supposed to be doing? It is... You're complaining. <laughs> Listen, it is already hard enough. It's already challenging enough. Let me put it that way. I'm sorry, Jesus. Let me use the word that. It's challenging enough to follow the things that God has directly told us to do. Again, I haven't. We, we just got finished being challenged by the Lord to read the Bible from cover to cover for the year of 2023, and I have to say thanks to the Lord, God Almighty, I, 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 I made it up, and I did it. I don't remember reading from Genesis to Revelation anything that had to do with Lent. So what does this mean? Stop complaining about following tradition. That sounds really remedial. You're choosing to follow something. It's like you're putting extra pressure on yourself, and now you're going to God and saying, I don't want to do this. He ain't tell you to do it because you can't follow following tradition. You you're going back to and people love to say I'm grown. I'm grown. Well, stop following people. We are not able to do what Jesus did. That's why Jesus did it for us. Okay, make sure you're just paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing. God knows the things you'll be able to snap out of with no problem, and He knows the things that He has to continue to work out of you. And it's going to take longer than some 40 days, and he is not going to allow you and say it's okay to revisit them. So stop complaining about what you're choosing to follow that is not of him. Mm. Well, while you got the mic, Shantice, they say give mm. up laziness for Lent. <laughs> Absolutely. That goes back to the whatever's the first thing to come to mind that I can, you know, let go of for this 40-day term. You know, because it takes effort. It takes energy. It takes you being intentional to go to God and ask him to point out the things that you need to be aware of for yourself. But if you're so lazadaisical and just like, oh, this is what I'm doing. So the first thing my eyes make. The first thing that my eyes hit is what I'm going to let go of. So if I open my eyes, I look at this chair for 40 days, I ain't sitting in that chair. Okay, damn it. I didn't met my obligations for Lent this year. I'm not sitting in that chair for 40 days. No, being in God, 
takes a lot of effort. He does a lot, but he does not bully his way into our lives. He does not do things for us, which means we have to put in work and energy in order to do our part in being and getting better. So you, you can't you can't say, Well, I'm doing this if your purpose in doing this Lent is because I need to get closer to God, what what do you think you you're not supposed to do anything? You think you're supposed to just lay in the bed or just and, and that's another thing with this Lent. I can just do whatever I do, go about my normal activities. I don't have to put any work in, any godly work in. I just tell God what I'm gonna do without an ethic. Okay, okay. Vivian, give up laziness for Lent. Well, I hope this is one of those things that if you started off for the 40 days of Lent, give up laziness for the 40 days of Lent, that on the 41st day, because you've been doing this for 40 days, that it now gives you, you know, a routine that you can continue to stick with. Because, again, this is something you need to in general, not just for 40 days. So I hope that if this is something that you're participating in and you decide laziness is going to be what you sacrifice, that when it comes to day 41, you continue on with whatever you were doing for those 40 days because laziness is just a killer of all things. You can't get anything accomplished in your life if you are lazy. So mm-hmm. let, let, let's let this 40-day period be the start of something that you pick up going forward. Not just 40 days and I'm done now. I can start being lazy again. Let's continue on with that same momentum. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll start with Shantice again. They say, set yourself aside for Lent. Shanties. Oh, God forbid you had to stop doing what you really wanted to do. And to sit yourself aside, what really comes to mind is lean not on your own understanding. That means just sit in the corner and wait to hear from God. Because, again, we cannot govern ourselves. I thought that's why we chose the Lord in the first place, because he allowed us to see that us governing ourselves just wasn't working. So now I'm going to come to you, Lord, and I'm going to let you handle all the things that I was trying to handle that I can't handle, and I'm going to just let you tell me which way I should go. It doesn't mean that you're not going to, you know, challenge me to do some thinking and stuff, of course. But, again, we cannot determine for, for ourselves overall what should and shouldn't be done. That's his job. That's why we can rest in him. So we have to put our desires, our wants, our flesh, our understanding to the side so that God can now reveal. And if a lot of people did that, there would be a lot less people celebrating Lent. Celebrating Lent, I'm sorry. (laughs) Because once you put yourself to the side, you put your own understanding to the side, he will reveal to you what he has to do with and what he has nothing to do with. Just, 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 just. As Pastor Steph says, respectfully make God do his job. Go push yourself to the side, and I guarantee you he will reveal all that to you. Uh, uh, uh. Vivian, now we've talked uh, over these past few weeks about idols 
And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that came up was the fact that we can become an idol. And now they're saying, just set yourself aside just for Lent, just, <laughs> just for Lent, period. <laughs> set yourself aside. What's that? What does that say to you? And this don't point out how what list this practice is, <laughs> I don't know what will. Because you're supposed to be putting yourself aside anyway. So why right. now is it, what is this, March 4th, uh, February 14th, that I'm going to decide I'm going to put myself to the side. And this don't prove how what list this practice is, I don't know what will. This, that's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Your life is not your own from the beginning. From the day you were born, your life is not your own. It belongs to the Lord. You're supposed to be putting it to the side anyway. This is this is dumb. This is dumb. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, something else that hits their list is gossiping. Put the gossip to the side for Lent, Vivian. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Again, another good thing to focus on. We, it says it in the Bible, we're not supposed to be gossipers. We're not supposed to be gossiping. So another good thing to, you know, to zone in on, but let's continue it. Still it. All righty. Shantice, gossiping. What you talking about? When you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know what? <laughs> gossiping is not, I'm serious. I'm, I'm trying to think. Gossiping is when you are spreading, you know, business, especially if it isn't true. But even if it is true, you're now going and sharing other business that's not your own. That's just one of the definitions. What are you, listen, you ain't sitting in this chair for 40 days. Shut up. What, what, what you talking about? But you know there's a whole lot of other things you need to be leaving alone forever and ever, amen. Who and what are you talking about? How about you talk about what you read in the Bible? How about that? No one ever wants to talk about the things that really should be spoken on. Because, again, when I ask the question in that circle, you can tell, and this is why, oh, shout out to Pastor Burroughs, this is why it is so important that you read and that you study biblically and even, you know, any anything, because whether you're knowledgeable, academically, spiritually, whatever, when you hold conversations, you're able to tell who just speaks from because they're following and who speaks because they're really knowledgeable, like they really know what it is that they're talking about, even if they have to be corrected, even if you have to be corrected. You're able to discern that. And it's, it's just like, I don't want to be caught out there. <laughs> I can't afford to be gossiping. And God is able to point out to me what I'm not doing or, you know, what I am doing that I'm not supposed to be doing. So let's just cut the gossiping out. All righty. Worrying, Vivian. Give up worrying for Lent. Another good thing we should be focusing on, because what is the point of worrying? We can't change anything. And that that's something that, that I definitely appreciate being in, in the Lord, because that's 
worrying is something that I struggled with and still do struggle with heavy. But I can't do anything about what I'm what I'm worrying about. God is the ultimate person who's going to, you know, plan all this out. He has the end goal and already in the bag, and I'm sitting here stressing myself and worried about this thing that I can't do nothing about anyway. So, yes, let's give it up. But not just for the 40 days. Let's give it up, period. <laughs> all righty. Shantice, did you take giving up worrying? What you worried about? If you're giving something up, if you believe that you're giving something up for these 40 days, is going to help you be better. What, do you, what is there to worry about? You're worried because in the back of your mind, <laughs> there's no substance to what you're doing. So how are you? So I, how does that work? How do I turn off being anxious for 40 days? And then... As Vivian said, now we get to the forty-first day, and now I'm I'm just shaking, biting the nails. All that. How does this work? <laughs> How does this work? Like I'm really envisioning this. I'm envisioning, I'm envisioning going through, and and like like for real, like I I know what it is to have a panic attack. I'm envisioning experiencing that, and now going to God and saying, you know, God, please help me overcome. Anxiety attacks, panic attacks, whatever, however you want to term it. And God blessing me with that level of peace because his peace is the only real cure for anxiety. Okay? The only real cure for anxiety. And then now on the 41st day, what I'm going to do, go to God and say, okay, here, let's swap. You take this peace and let me get that anxiety back. How does this work? (laughs) How does this work? How does this work? Like, this is so, like, what? How do you get the anxiety back? I mean, outside of the obvious, you know, because we understand that anytime we take our focus off the Lord, we just invite all the craziness back. Okay, but we're talking about this. This is intentional. This is intentional. That this is only for the 40 days. We really have to pay attention to the stuff we're following because this is just like, goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we uh, I, uh, Vivian, do you have six? Do you have sixty seconds? Yeah. Okay. Well, now we have. We're getting ready to lose Vivian, but before we go any further, I want to give the ladies an opportunity. We're going to start with Vivian with uh, talking about their new. They have a spinoff show. We're going to set. You know, this is a commercial moment. The PSA, PSA commercial moment. <laughs> Well, with all due respect with Shantice and V. Vivian, tell them uh-huh. what with all due respect is about. Wow, thank you. Thank you. With all due respect is just what you see on is do Tasha stuff, but in the eyes of a millennial. So if you love hearing us on with all due respect, then come and do I mean if you love hearing us on is do Tasha stuff, then come and join us on with all due respect. We are changing worldly views using transparency and, of course, God's word. So we give some very funny, (laughs) some very worldly things. We look at these things and we just talk about what God truly says about it and how we need to change how we are viewing it and to how God is viewing it and make the change in our lives based on these things. 
So it is it has definitely been a pleasure doing this with my sister Shantise. It has definitely been a pleasure that God called on me, little old me, to, you know, spearhead this and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, and to be a part of this. So, again, if you enjoy It's Do Time with Pastor Steph, you're definitely going to enjoy with all due respect. Uh, we do this every second and fourth Friday of the month starting at 8.30 p.m. sharp on Facebook and YouTube. So click the link and watch us. Leave your comments. We do the with all due respect commentary at the end, and we want you to join in in the comment section below. Hashtag with all due respect. And let us know what your with all due respect moment would be from each episode. All right. Let me clap. Very good. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much, Vivian, for joining us today, giving us a preview and a snapshot of what with all due respect is about. And we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. Okay. Thank you. All right, Shantice, you know, while we're here doing our little commercial break, you know, one of the things that you talked about on, uh, with all due respect, was Valentine's Day. And today is what they are calling Valentine's Day. Why was it important for you and Vivian to focus on uh, Valentine's Day with, with all due respect? Because it is really important, again, like the topic you just had us speaking on, Pastor Steph, it's really important to God that we understand what it is that we're involving ourselves in. And we, as, you know, all of us, but, you know, God has us focusing on, you know, our peers a little more. As millennials, you know, it's easy for us to just gallop with the game, to do what everyone else is doing, especially when it's comfortable for us. And he's like, but I need you to understand understand that this is what you're promoting, that this is what you're indulging in, that you're helping to conjure up all these spirits and keep these spirits around you. So even if you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, the evil spirits can't reside in you, but they could very well be on and around you. And by you celebrating Valentine's Day, you are now worshiping other gods. You are now worshiping other people, which means you're putting other things and other people before me. And if I'm giving you this information, I'm giving it to you because I know that you can obtain it and you can understand it. But if you're still choosing to do this, then I need you to understand ultimately what you're doing. You know, and a lot of it has been covered up with the flowers and the chocolates and the lingerie and this and that. But let me just really break it down to you what it is that you're truly observing. You know, a lot of people, and I want to talk about this, and I know it seems like we switched gear. I'm coming back to this Lent. Um, The ladies did a fine Mm -hmm. job with um, the breakdown of those different areas, so I'm going to cover the rest in my recap. But I definitely wanted to talk about this today, especially with it being the three of us. Um, You you have this focus, Shantice, on, you know, well, listen, What's wrong? Because, see, that's the problem. That That's one of the problems, and I'm going to use that word. That's one of the problems that we have in this Christian world. 
you know, it, the, the concept of, well, what's wrong with it? You know, why can't we celebrate Mother's Day? You know, if, if that's not our intent to um, uh, focus on, you know, um, um, the fact that, you know, the origin is, you know, they was uh, uh, worshiping and praising the the mother of the son. Woo! Um <laughs> Do your homework, people. Do your homework. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I don't do any of that. You know, I'm not worshiping the son or the son's mother. I'm, I'm, I'm worshiping my, ooh, I'm worshiping my mother. I want to focus on my mother this day. What's wrong with me being able to do that? Um, it's Valentine's Day. You know, Christian people, this is big with them as well. You know, we're only celebrating one another. We're only showing love to, you know, our loved ones, you know. So even if I want to give my child a Valentine's Day card or, you know, what's wrong with that? There's a sense of what's wrong with it. Because I don't have mm-hmm. the same intent, and I'm not practicing these things for the same reason that other people mm-hmm. are doing it. What's wrong with it? So let's put this in hood terms, right? So if you're, if you know someone who has robbed a bank, right? Or let's say you didn't know they robbed a bank. And they just came to you with a bag full of money. And they just said, listen, I'm giving this to you or I owe you money. So here, you take this money and you figure in, oh, well, I don't have to know where it came from. I can spend it. And now the feds catch up with them. And then the feds are able to track you down. Because since you didn't care where the money came from, they were able to trace the serial numbers on every bill that was in the bag of money that they gave you. So now you're sitting in the interrogation room. And they're saying to you, do you understand where they got this money from? Do you know where they got this money from? And you sit and you look at the detective and say, I didn't care where where they got it from. I just took the money and spent it. You could very well go to jail along with them. Especially once they hear you and care where it came from. So now in their eyes, you're just a criminal. Just like, they ain't got to ask you no more questions. That's exactly what's going on when we celebrate these holidays. We go back to God and say, well, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not worshiping the sun. I'm not um, out here dipping goat skin and blood and smacking women with it. Because that's <laughs> part of the origin of what they did for Valentine's Day. I'm not um, having a purge moment where I can take 12 hours out of a day and just kill people and I'm going to get arrested for it because that's part of the origin for Christmas. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm just giving gifts. I'm getting together with my family. I'm just showing my husband or my boyfriend and girlfriend that I love them. I'm just showing my mother that I love. God doesn't care about what you consider it to be. He is showing you that he is able to trace back the same way the feds will be able to trace some bills He's able to trace back these spirits and show you you are helping to keep this wickedness alive. It does not matter how you want to look at it. This is why we can't just say, well, that's not what I'm doing. It is what you're doing. All you're doing is putting some chocolate candy over it. All you're doing is putting some wrapping paper over those gifts. All you're doing is saying to your mother in the flesh, 
Happy Mother's Day instead of looking at the sun and saying Happy Mother's Day, but it is still keeping these spirits alive. And everyone is wondering, well, have y'all noticed how more and more and more there are like more horror movies coming out with these holidays? They, they just had an ad. I don't remember which streaming service I was watching, but they just have another horror movie about Valentine's Day. And I'm like, I, <laughs> no one is paying attention. God is like, hello, look, I'm unveiling. But you still at the discount store buying these chocolates. You still buying these 99 cent roses. You still getting this knockoff champagne in, 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 the, in, in the name of love for what you think is love. Half of y'all don't even like each other, but because it's Valentine's Day, <laughs> I got to now show some type of love. It's the same thing with Christmas. Y'all ain't nice. But because this, this is the season to be nice, I'm going to now give during Christmas. Forget the other 365 days of the year where people are hungry and, and clothesless and all of this. But you're going to give during Christmas time. It's like, stop. God is showing us how superficial we are. Again, everyone loves to be grown, but how much we're really just following the enemy instead of allowing him to open our eyes to what he doesn't want us to be a part of. Mm. All righty. That was, that was, that was good. That was good. You had me quite engaged, Shantice. Well, this well, that, is look, look my, uh, my due time listening audience. This is what you get on, with all due respect, with Shantice and V. They give it up. I, I got to tell you, sitting back watching them for their first two episodes, I was very impressed. I was like, well, they learn from the best. Oh, yes. Anyway, no, you know, it, 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 <laughs> you know, it, it, was, it was a pleasure um, watching them. I was so excited watching them. So, Shantice, before you go, please, you know, just yeah. tell them why they need to watch and tune in to, with all due respect, with Shantice and V, and again, tell them how they can watch or where they can watch. Yes, make sure you tune in so that you can get the true facts that the Lord is entrusting us with for our own lives, for Vivian and I first, and then he's entrusting us to share it with everyone else so that we can assist him with changing the mindset of us millennials because we he is showing us more. We're in the, the position right now to really be the change agents for him here on earth. So you can catch us every second and fourth Friday of each month live on a Coastal Wall Christian Talk Show YouTube page and with all due respect YouTube page. I'm sorry, Facebook page. And sometimes a Coastal Christian Life passes up Facebook page. Again, 8.30 p.m. sharp, every second and fourth Friday. And we will be very, 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 very soon. Also on Block Talk and, and Apple Podcasts and all of that as well. But, yes, please come in and engage with us and learn with us, laugh with us. We love to laugh. So it is a true blessing to be able to spread God's word genuinely and be able to have fun with it. Well, still be All right. Right. Well, listen, before you go, before you go, there are two segments that you have there that I really thought was ingenious. Um, God is amazing what he gives us. And, talk, yes. you know, tell us the two, the two different segments. Okay, so we have two staple segments, two main segments that you will 
here and see every episode. The first one is What Are the Streets Saying? And that's when Vivian and I surprise each other with content. She doesn't know which pick or video I'm going to show and vice versa. And we, again, it's something that we see in the world that's secular. And we show why this isn't right in the eyes of God. Like this may be what the streets are, are condoning, but God is not condoning this. And then we have the second staple segment, which is Get Rid of This, where, again, we either collectively or individually present a piece of content, photo or video, and we show what needs to stop taking place in these streets, what we need to get rid of in order for God to be able to continue to transform our minds into the mindset we're supposed to be having. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation and giving us a little snapshot of what we'll get when we tune in to, with all due respect, with Shantice and V. So thank you so much and have a blessed day. Thank you, too. Thank you. Ah, Let's get that benediction. All right. Mm. Finally, brothers, rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Second Corinthians 13, verse 11. So, let's talk. Just you and I. Oh, you know, I work my way backwards. Oh, I work my way backwards. Um... You know, we talked about, you know, uh, Shanti talked about this this uh, Valentine's Day, Day. First of all, it's called Saint Valentine's Day. It's a technical name. And the uh, Romans, you know, they are big on the quote-unquote saints. And what we don't realize is, you know, it's a worshiping um, in partnership with the Romans of people. So even in and of itself, that alone, if you see something with this saint in front of it, pay attention and go do your homework. So that, that and, and then you add in all of the stuff that Shanti said. And I love the analogy she gave. You know, she says, let, me, let me put it in street terms. You know, I, lo- I loved the fact that she just kind of zoomed in on, you know, the fact of us knowing versus not knowing. You know, there's a term I use on a continual basis, and I say, thank you, God, for investing in us. That's something that the Lord gave me. I didn't come up with that on my own. Thank you, God, for investing in us. And, you know, it, it, that, in my opinion, partners up with, thank you, God, for bringing, this out, bringing us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Because that's what the Bible says. But my way of saying this, thank you, God, for investing in Stephanie. Thank you, God, for investing in those of us who listen to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. God is revealing stuff to you. Do you realize how blessed you are that God would take the time to reveal this stuff to you, little old you, like Vivian said, little old me, little old you, that he has chosen to pull you out of darkness 
So you could be floating around here doing all this stuff like everybody else on your way to hell. And God says, you know what? It's your turn. It's your turn that I introduce you to this so that you can start to shave all of the stuff that you're doing that the world is doing that I don't want you to do. You know, you can be in the world, but you don't have to be of the world. That's what the Bible says. It's not what Pastor Steph says. So this is in partnership with those verses. And I don't think we realize how blessed we are when God taps us on the shoulder and says, here, this is what I'm giving you. That you don't have to be caught up in all this stuff like everybody else. What's wrong with celebrating Mother's Day? And what's wrong with celebrating Valentine's Day? I'm just showing love, and there's nothing wrong with that. Because the Bible tells us to honor our mother and father on a regular basis. That's supposed to be our lifestyle. That's not supposed to be something we do on one day. And I'm not saying that when you, you know, when you celebrate Mother's Day or Father's Day that you only do it that one day. Don't misunderstand me. But what I am saying is go back to the Bible. You know, it was let me let me explain to you how this got to us. Somebody who used to come to church, he does not come to church anymore, got into a conversation with someone he knows, and that came up, the fact that we should not be celebrating Mother's and Father's Day because it was paganistic. This is a Greek and, you know, all this Roman and all this stuff. They, 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 if anybody knows anything about Greek um, history, they are really, really big on worshiping. And um, worshiping the sun and, and the sky and, oh, my gosh, they are really big with worshiping. And he called Shantice and he says, yo, I need you to do this research because this is what I was just told. It was the Saturday before Mother's Day. This was Saturday and Mother's Day was the next day. So Shantice and I were sitting here and we, you know, we started doing the digging. We started doing the research and we were like, oh, wow. And instantaneously, I said, text everybody and tell them to call the conference number. And that's how quick it was. So let me help you understand something. When God taps you on the shoulder, he says, my sheep hear my voice. See, I don't have to continue to go with the world in order to feel good. So here's what we all did. Everybody picked up the phone and called their mothers literally that day and said, I know I was supposed to be coming by yesterday or I know I was supposed to be calling you tomorrow. I know I normally do this. Some of us had bought gifts and all kinds of things and I can't do that anymore because God brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, this is how it goes down. It's not this tug of war that goes on like the world has you believe. Like, oh, I'm so conflicted between um, uh, whether I should do this or not. And what, what is my mother going to think? And um, what was going on? Um, 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 you know, what, what's she going to feel? And he's going to feel. And, you know, how can I explain this? We have a, an embroidery entity that. God has given this church, and we had stuff 
on the machine. We had officially taken orders. So now you're talking about money. Now let me tell you something about people. People are moved by money. You don't mess with their money. And it would be easy for us to say, well, listen, this is God's business. Ain't no way in the world he's going to stop us from doing what he, you know, what he told us to do. It's the money. It's the money. It's the money. We shut the whole machine down. Because let me help you understand something. When we don't shut the machine down, God shuts the machine down. We have tried to do things that we didn't realize God didn't want us to do. And the whole machine got shut down. Two machines got shut down. He does not play with us, so we don't play with him. So when I tell you we shut up, not 24 hours, it was done. That's what that. That's how God challenges you. Are you my sheep? When I speak, do you hear my voice? Are you more worried about what people will think? more than you worry about your obedience to me. Let me help you understand something. I'm already ill. I got three children. I got one grandchild. I got a home. I got my health. I got a father. I got aunts. I got uncles. I got cousins. I got friends that I love. I don't need God touching anything in my life. Because I don't want to be obedient. That's see, that's how Pastor Stuff thinks. Now you don't have to think the way I think, but I'm just saying, letting you know. That's how drastic this all comes to me. See, I don't want. I didn't had my turn of not listening to God and doing what Stephanie wanted to do, and my daughter became a victim of my disobedience. I'm not playing that game ever again it happened back in 2006 we are now in 2024 from that moment on i told god you will never have to tell stephanie to do anything twice whatever you tell me to do i'm doing because i can't mess with this because see you bigger than i am so that takes us to this lent thing now here's the funny part about this lent thing see the list was Things you give up for Lent. And if you notice, I kept putting emphasis on for Lent. Well, in actuality, the list should have been captioned, things you need to give up, period. Ooh. Yeah. Like the lady said, you need to set yourself aside, period. This doesn't need to be a 40-day thing. You need to give up laziness, Period. Not just for no 40 days. Stop complaining. Period. Not just for the 40-day period. Eliminate toxins from your body. Period. We have to learn to take care of the temple of the Lord. Period. We had, uh, um, excuse me, gossiping. Is that what God wants us to do with the time and the air and the, and the breath he gives us? Worrying. You know, there's a phrase that says, why worry if you're going to pray and why pray if you're going to worry? Ooh, I always like that phrase. They said we should stop doing what else? Hmm. We should stop doing anything that is not pleasing to God. That's what I'm adding to the list. So we're going to add that Valentine's Day. We're going to pull that in with the Lent thing. And we're going to make this one big ball this morning. Stop doing anything, period, that God is not happy with. So when God takes his time, see, your time is not your time. Your time is his time. 
when he takes his time and decides to bring you out of darkness into his marvelous light, don't fight. Don't fight. Be grateful. Be grateful. You know, there's 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 a complaint that people have. You know, if a person on their deathbed says, God, I give you my life. God, I repent for everything that I've ever done that was not pleasing to you. I'm confessing my sins right now. God can receive them into his kingdom. So when Jesus returns, they will be caught up to meet him in the air for that first 1,000 years. And I've heard people say, boy, that's so unfair. You know, I hear I've worked all my life or all these years to make that happen. And, you know, they get, that, they get to get in at the last minute. Here's my theory. Now, you can go with my theory or you can go with y'all. But my theory and what I'm grateful to God for is if you called me out of darkness and I decided to answer your call at the age of 44 and you let me live to be 99, I've got 55 years to enjoy your world. 55 years of enjoying all the blessing and the goodness and all of the things that you have allowed me to live in for those 55 years. That person who at the last breath that they take says, thank you, God, I give you my life, they didn't really get to enjoy 55 years. That's their last thing that they decided to do before God closed their eyes. I think I want to enjoy the 55 years. So I'm going to be mad. What if God had allowed me to walk around for those extra 55 years and it wasn't until my deathbed that I said, well, you know what, Lord, I'm going to give my life to you. Then where would I have enjoyed life? Because remember, Jesus said, I didn't come to just give you life. I came to give you life more abundantly. We're not supposed to be living today just for, the, you know, trying to get make it into the kingdom. We're supposed to be living so that we can enjoy this life as well, knowing that there's going to be a second life in eternity if we decide to give God our life. So come on, come on, come on. Enjoy these days. Give God your life right now, as I always close and say. Don't waste another minute. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. I promise you it will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my ladies, my due time crew, for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please take everything. If you need to go back and listen to today's uh, episode 
Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now so that you can enjoy this life. Please do not miss the opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares. Where it's Therapeutic Thursday. Until then, I love you.